Hello everyone, welcome back. So as you all know, I've had a really long struggle with my health and my weight and just, you know, so many things that I know you guys are struggling with now and I'm just so grateful and blessed to be at a place in my life where I've found food freedom, where I have that body confidence and self-love and that I have a healthy relationship with food, but like I, like I just said, this just didn't just happen overnight. This was years and years and years of failed diets, yo-yo diets, over-exercising, just obs- obsession with health and fitness, and oh man, just so many mistakes that I made along the way. So in this episode, I wanted to share with you guys my top 10 biggest mistakes that I made during um you know my fitness journey to get me where I am now and you know my goal is to help like shorten your like trial and error period so you aren't making all the same mistakes that I've made that you can find food freedom and learn how to truly love yourself and be confident in your body and you know treat treat your your body with the respect and love that it truly deserves because we were not meant to spend our entire lives trying to lose weight or to diet or to just think that we are not good enough. So I hope you guys enjoy these 10 mistakes that I made over the years and I hope you guys can learn something from it. Hey guys, welcome to the Empowered Podcast, hosted by your girl, Miranda Lee. I hope you're ready to get confident, throw away the all or nothing mindset, fully surrender to God, and strive to be 1% better every day. Don't forget, you are enough, you are worthy, and you are loved. Alrighty, let's get this party started. So I was making my list of, you know, my 10 biggest mistakes I made during my, my fitness journey. And side note, my fitness journey is not over. I'm still learning. I'm still, you know, on this fitness journey because I never want it to end. It's a forever thing and I love it. But like I said, I'm satisfied and happy with, you know, this point that I've gotten to. Um, But anyways, like I was saying, I was writing down these um, 10 mistakes that I've made and not gonna lie, I could keep going past 10. And, and who knows, maybe I'll add some at the end. But, you know, I just kind of wanted to do my biggest 10 that I think you guys could really relate to as well. So yeah, let's let's get this started. I don't want this to be like, you know, a five hour episode. So that's why I'm just gonna try to stick to 10. <laughs> so, okay, let's start with number one. So I think this was one of my biggest mistakes that I think I stuck through with the long the longest so this mistake was not eating carbs I don't know why society has taught us that you do not need carbs and like that carbs are bad and carbs cause weight gain because that's not true it's not true I can tell you right now that I eat so many more carbs than I used to especially when I was extreme dieting and I'm in a lot better shape than I was and carbs are just amazing because first of all if you're getting carbs like from whole foods and you know your fruits and your vegetables and your grains and you know all that good stuff that 
you know, there's so much fiber in there and there's so much nutrients and health benefits and carbs directly will never be a reason why, um, why you are having trouble losing weight or gaining too much or gaining weight. You know, there's always like a, a bigger issue. Like if you're, you know, not, not trying to get deep into this, but you know, if you're eating so many more calories than you're burning throughout the day, or if you're getting all your carbs from processed foods, like that's kind of when it comes a sticky situation, but carbs itself, they're not bad, you guys. You should not cut out carbs. And this leads to mistake number two that I think is one of the stupidest little myths that diet culture has taught us is that you shouldn't eat fruit because fruits are carbs and full of sugar. Okay, guys, let's be honest. The reason why the United States of America has this like obesity pandemic is not because everyone's eating too much fruit. That's not the issue. Fruit has been around since the beginning of time and you know the cavemen and the um you know like the pioneer people they didn't struggle with weight because they ate too much fruit. They didn't struggle with weight in general cuz they didn't have all the processed foods and stuff that we do have now. Um but you guys, fruit is, is not going to be the reason why you're struggling with your weight. And in fact, if you increase your fruit intake, you're probably going to have, you know, the opposite effect is probably going to be very beneficial for your health. So, you know, I remember when I would count my calories, I could only eat half a banana because, you know, bananas are you know, full of carbs and sugars, just like all fruits are. And I was thinking like, oh, there's too many carbs. Oh my gosh, you guys, just eat the whole freaking banana. (laughs) It's a piece of fruit. It's a whole food. So man, that's just one of the stupidest myths that that I have ever really believed in. And, you know, my friend Lindsay, shout out to you, Lindsay, always still to this day makes fun of me of back when I was like in high school and the diet industry was telling us that you shouldn't eat fruit after... 12 p.m. because it would make you fat so I told people that and I would never eat fruit past 12 p.m. so I really thought that was the reason why I was a chunk junk <laughs> you guys it's not fruit fruit is not the enemy at all not even like a little bit not even one percent not at all you guys so yes fruit does not make you fat um, and thanks, Lindsay, for n- never letting me forget that I believed that once upon a time. Like, I believed it really hard. <laughs> okay. So number three, um, this mistake, oh man, I think um, a lot of us fall into this trap when we are counting calories, is thinking that your body needs the same amount of calories every day. And this is something, you know, I struggled with when I was calorie and macro counting, Um is it's kind of just not listening to my body because there would be you know days where maybe like let's say I was eating like 2200 calories a day I'm just making up this number you guys do not hold on to it um you know some days I might not even be able to eat all those calories and some days I might still be so hungry after it and like if we, we most of us don't do the same exact thing every single day sometimes we're more active sometimes we're less active Sometimes maybe like we're more stressed. Sometimes we got, you know, better sleep. Um, It could be, you know, the season. Like seasons have, you know, a big reflection on our health as well. It could be, you know, where we are in our cycle where our body might need more calories um, for survival. And like remember calories is literally a unit of energy. It gives your body energy. So 
it's crazy to think that, you know, our body needs the exact same amount of calories every single day. Um, I think like my reflection of that is like, for the most part, it might be around the same amount, you know, like a lot of us will eat, you know, the, a, the similar, th a similar like outline of food um, every day. But we all know there's multiple days where maybe we're not even that hungry or maybe we're just so hungry. And my biggest mistake was just not listening to my body and its hunger cues and what it was trying to tell me because like your body <laughs> will tell you what it needs. Um, all right, number four, mistake number four. And I think a lot of you guys are still struggling with this mistake now is I really thought that my body size, my weight, my pant size, my BMI was a reflection of my health. Thinking that, you know, if I lost weight, if I weighed less, if my BMI, you know, fell into the healthy and, you know, the just right area, that that meant that I was my healthiest self. And it is just so far from the truth. Like first, y'all know, already know how I feel about BMI. <laughs> that is so inaccurate. BMI literally doesn't take into account so much like maybe muscle mass, um, just, just everything. There's just so much. BMI is just so like general that it's literally not fair to judge someone's health based off of their BMI. Um, yeah, it, it really makes no sense. I think like some random person made it up and it, um, shouldn't be used as an indicator of if our weight is healthy or not for the most part. Um, you know, and also thinking that a lighter weight is better for my health when a lot of the times that's not true, especially for me. You know, there's been periods of time in my life where I've weighed significantly less maybe than I weigh now. Um, and I was so, so unhealthy because I was chronically under eating. I was over exercising. My cortisol levels were through the roof, I was exhausted, I wasn't treating my body, you know, the way it deserved. We all have um, this natural set point where our body kind of, uh, it's like a weight that our body is most comfortable at and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's healthiest and it's so different from person to person and it's so easy to compare yourself to someone else and be like, well, she weighs this amount and I weigh this amount, so, you know, I must be unhealthy or she must be healthier than me. Like, no, <laughs> not how it works. Um, you know, so don't let your, how you look physically and how much you weigh and how much, like what size your pants are. Don't let that like be an indicator of whether you think you're in good health or not. The best indicator I think is to really listen to your body um, see how you feel like are you having more energy like if you weigh 20 pounds less and you're exhausted and you have no energy and let's say you have not good bowel movements you have irregular periods because you are underweight like you, you guys like that is not a good indicator of, of, of being healthy that's horrible it shows you that you're struggling with being healthy your body is struggling just to function to survive so yeah, just because you're lighter doesn't mean you're healthier. Anyways, I could really go on on that point for a long time because a lot of the times, especially when people like comment on your weight and they're like, wow, you look so good, you've lost weight. It can be so easy to just get caught up in that external validation and like, hey, that could be another 
another mistake that I've had is seeking external validation and thinking that that's a reflection of my health. It's not. Just because someone looks at you and thinks maybe you look better or you look healthier, first of all, it's their opinion and everyone's opinion is different. And honestly, other people's opinion does not matter. Um, you know, stop seeking that external validation. I've I really tried hard to stop seeking that external validation when it comes to my body, but I'll be honest, I still kind of seek it when it comes to like other aspects of my life. And that's something I've been working on. But, you know, a big mistake is seeking that external validation for basically my health, thinking that if, if more people complimented me on my body or my weight loss or how I looked, that, that, mel- that meant that I was doing something right in my health journey. It doesn't, you guys. These, like, people don't know what they're talking about, first of all. And, like, like I've, I've talked about it before that, like, when I had really bad food poisoning and I was throwing up and barely eating and felt like absolute garbage, that multiple people complimented me on, like, oh, you look so good. Have you lost weight? It's like... Well, I mean, yeah, I haven't eaten in a week. <laughs> um, you know, I'm dehydrated. I've been throwing up. I feel like absolute garbage. So, no, guys, stop seeking external validation. Don't even welcome it. Tell people, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to talk about my weight, even if it's people think that they're complimenting you. Um, let's stop normalizing um, talking about other people's weight. I think that's ridiculous. Okay. Anyways. Point number five, the fifth mistake that I made in my fitness and health journey was thinking that I could not enjoy foods that I love. That if a food was deemed um, unhealthy or if it was processed or, you know, the mistake of just labeling foods as good and bad, um, you know, just thinking that I could not be my healthiest self and still have ice cream or, you know, have some cookies during Christmas time. Or have real rice instead of cauliflower rice. No, that's... <laughs> no. First of all, nothing was wrong with real rice. But, I mean, you know I'm, I don't... Like, it's not about weight loss at all. But, side side, side note, um, you can still lose weight and eat the food you love. Hence why I created Diet Dishers Academy. <laughs> Shameless plug. Um, but, you guys, you can still be your healthiest food healthiest food you can be your healthiest self and still eat the foods that you love and honestly that's how you become more healthier because when you do implement the foods that you love even if there's something that society has deemed unhealthy or bad because it's processed or has too much sugar or this this and that all this irrelevant stuff um it it helps you first of all not view that food as like this luxury item that you're always craving And if you implement these foods into your lifestyle and into your diet every once in a while, you're not going to sit there craving it and it won't lead to binging. You know, restricting yourself by not eating enough or not eating the food you like will eventually lead to overindulging. And then you don't even enjoy the food. Like in the, like when you're, when you overindulge and you eat like, you know, an entire cake instead of like the one or two slices that you wanted, it's like, then you feel like super full and sick and it's like you're not even enjoying it so you know I love that I incorporate the foods I love you know daily weekly you know depending on the food and depending on what my body's craving um and and what I want and it's amazing because I'm at this point where like I can have you know a piece of candy in my purse and literally forget about it instead of obsessing about it 
or you know I can have a pint of ice cream in my fridge and it not be on my mind all the time because I know it's there if I want it but a lot of the times I truly don't want it and if I do maybe I'll have a couple spoonfuls or you know a big scoop or something but I don't feel the urge to binge or overindulge because I'm not restricting myself. So that's just so, so big with my health journey is just not restricting myself because it won't lead to binges. Um, okay, mistake number six. Oh, this is a big one, especially for you girls in the gym. Thinking that I needed cardio to lose weight. You don't. Especially if it's obsessive cardio. Jeez Louise, you do not need it, you guys. We do not need cardio to lose weight. And you especially don't need obsessive cardio to lose weight. You don't need to do cardio every day. I think cardio is great like for your heart and to train for you know a zombie apocalypse one day and it's good for your lungs and you know like what if a rabid animal is chasing you? At least you can, you know, maybe outrun someone else um, who doesn't ever do cardio and you know might save your life. But you don't need to do cardio every single day. You don't even need to do it every other day. Um, you know, whether it's just being your healthiest self or trying to lose weight, you don't need cardio. You literally don't. I've talked about this in, you know, another episode that actually if I if I had to choose between cardio or weightlifting for weight loss, I'd pick weightlifting because the more muscle you have, the more calories you burn at rest and the more calories you'll burn in general from um, implementing weightlifting into your lifting schedule, into your workout schedule, where cardio will only burn calories like right then and in the moment and won't doesn't really continue to burn calories the way weightlifting does with muscle. Um, and a lot of the times like you think like, oh, I have to, I have to like do this cardio to burn off like this cookie I ate. Like, do you guys remember um, a couple years ago? I mean, the, the, these like pictures might still pop up now, but there was like this um, like Halloween candy picture where it would be like, oh, like one Reese's equals like 10 minutes of jump rope or, you know, one Snickers equals um, a two mile run. Like, oh, like, oh my gosh, that is so unhealthy freaking hate diet culture you guys it is ridiculous you can eat that candy and not have to burn it off and just I used to do that I, I remember one Super Bowl Sunday I wanted to order chips with my Chipotle so I did an hour on the bike so I could eat chips with my Chipotle like oh my gosh that's that's pathetic I could have just enjoyed my chips because it's not that big of a deal and it doesn't even really work that way where it's like oh you just burn off what you ate like no it doesn't really work that way you guys so stop obsessing over cardio. Cardio is so overrated, so overrated. You don't need it that much. Like I said, I think it's a healthy thing to like incorporate. So, you know, maybe you can walk up the stairs next to your friends and not die, um, you know, but uh, it's not something you need to do every day. Um, all right, so... Mistake number seven. Let's see. Okay, this is this is the kind of goes with the all or nothing mindset. I used to think that if I wasn't perfect in my diet or my exercise routine or anything, I basically had to start over. And that's not how your health journey, like life, like healthy lifestyle, that's not how it works because 
you know, the biggest reason why diets don't work is because they expect you to be perfect. And then when you're not perfect, you quote unquote fail and you have to start over again, where in reality, a healthy lifestyle really takes into consideration that there are going to be holidays, there are going to be birthdays, there are going to be bad mental health days, there are going to be like so many things where you're not going to be able to have a 100% completely, um, I guess, perfect or healthy day. Um, and that's okay. So stop thinking that you have to be perfect or start over. You have to think of like this whole, like your whole life is kind of an average. And you know, there were, there might be one day where, you know, you, you feel good, your eating's on point, you're really prioritizing your whole foods and your nutrients. You know, you got your 10,000 steps in, you got your workout in. And you know what, there might be another day where, you only had like a meal or two and like one of the meals was some pizza and you only got a couple thousand steps in and you just didn't feel that great. And that happens. There are days like that, you guys. And this does not mean that you have to start over. It's literally a part of life and it's part of your health journey. So stop thinking that you need to be perfect or you have to start over because that's that's your old mindset, y'all. That's what diet cult, that's the diet culture mindset. We're over that. We don't do that. We take into consideration holidays and birthday parties and random ice cream dates with your friends and, you know, late night drive through to Wendy's to get an icy or is that what they're called? No, a frosty. That's what they're called. Those are bomb. I wish I wasn't lactose intolerant because maybe I'd have them more. <laughs> but, you know, life, like, life's all about those little moments and stuff and and if you don't make the space to to have fun and to like incorporate these different activities and foods like you're going to be starting over literally every week and how depressing is that so I think that was a huge mistake that I had and I I'm so happy that I don't have that all or nothing mindset where I feel like I have to start over um, just because I'm not my healthiest self one day. And it's like, you guys, it's not like that. It's an average. You know, you do your best and your best one day might be different than, you know, your best um, another day. So giving yourself that grace. Um, all right. Number eight. This one, I really think um, it kind of annoys me with the whole, I don't know, it doesn't, it doesn't. Okay, let me tell you what the point is before I go into... <laughs> I dig deeper. So the mistake is comparing my diet to someone else's diet. So I know people do a, a what, like a, a what I eat in the day on their Instagram stories or their reels. And honestly, for me, I think they're pretty cool, but I can, just because like, it's interesting seeing how every single person eats differently. And I also think it's pretty cool that, you know, these people that maybe you thought ate super duper quote unquote clean or healthy that they incorporate these other foods and maybe yummier foods um, that you wouldn't think they would like incorporate that into their diet. But then it's kind of bad because I feel like people think that their diet has to be exactly the same as someone else's. And you know, I used to compare my diet to someone else's. Maybe if I saw someone else eating, you know, a smaller lunch with less calories than me, or maybe someone else, um, you know, eats a certain amount of calories or eats a certain amount of carbs, like back when I counted my carbs and my calories and macros and stuff. And like, you can't compare your diet to someone else's diet. And remember, diet just means the food you eat, not the diet that you go on. Um, Like when you compare what you eat daily to someone else, like, yeah, it's going to be different because 
first of all, their activity level is different. Um, their metabolism is different. Their genetics are different. Their body is different. Their body composition is different. Everything is different. That's why no two people's diet looks exactly the same because everyone is so different. So, you know, it's just unfair to myself and um, my body to com- for when I compared my diet to someone else's diet. You know, I see there's certain like fitness influencers where, you know, they'll do the question and answer box. And I really respect when when they answer to someone's question of like how many calories do you eat a day or how much do you weigh that they say like no because you shouldn't be basing your caloric intake or what you see as a healthy weight based off of what they do or what I do. So, you know, like I, I'll share, you know, I, I, I've enjoyed sharing, you know, my weight with you guys just because, you know, my weight is definitely higher than what other people would say. Like, you know, it's in the higher BMI. Like, you know, when I was competing with powerlifting, I competed at 165 and I was like 168 pounds. And I enjoyed sharing that because first of all, I was comfortable with that. That was happy that I was finally comfortable with my weight, but also showing that like, just because I don't weigh 130 pounds doesn't mean I shouldn't be proud of the body that I have. But, you know, just because I weigh like 170 pounds doesn't mean that your healthy is 170 pounds. Like we're all so different. Your healthy might be 140 and her healthy might be 220. Like we're all so different, you guys. So stop comparing yourself to other people. Stop comparing yourself to their bodies, to how much they eat, to how much they work out. Because first of all, you don't know the whole story. Your body's different and like it's not about them. It's about you. All right. So... Number nine, mistake number nine, is thinking that I needed to work out every single day. That I needed to, you know, work out six days a week and then have my set rest day when when that's not always the case. I mean, we're going to go through different phases in our life where we have maybe different health goals. And, you know, some of those health goals might require, like, let's say working out more days a week. Like if you're training, like, for a competition or something. But, you know, there might be other days where it's, you know, life is a little little crazy and hectic and you might need to set aside three days a week to work out. It is so different and you don't need to work out every single day to see progress. You don't need to work out two hours a day um, to see progress in your health and fitness journey. And, you know, it's something I definitely thought was that if I didn't work out every day, I like it was just a waste. I was a failure. Also thinking if I didn't work out like an hour and a half to two hours a day, then like, what was I doing with my life? And it's not true. Like, you know what? Some days you might only have time to get like a 20 minute workout in. Some days you might get a walk in. Some days you might do yoga. Some days you might get get in, you know, a two hour lift. Like it, you don't have to work out every single day for two hours to see progress. It, it's, it's not like that. And I'm so happy I don't have that, you know, that mindset anymore. Um, you know, as you know, I I am pregnant and my first trimester was really hard on me with my morning sickness. And in the very beginning, I was, you know, able to work out consistently. And then, you know, then I was just trying to get in like three or four days a week. And then there was like a week or two where I didn't work out at all because I felt so bad. But, um, I I felt bad because of my nausea, but I didn't let it, it didn't let it make me feel guilty because 
all the work that I've been doing for for months and years, actually years, wasn't going to go away because I didn't work out for two weeks. And I don't want you to think like, oh, I can just not work out, um, you know, all the time. And like, for the most, like, it, it just averages out. Like I said, like, I, I've been consistent with my workouts for such a long time that, you know what, if it happens that I miss a week or two because I have other things to prioritize for my health, then it is what it is and I'm not going to feel guilty about it. So, you know, you don't need to work out every day, especially if you're new to working out. Start working out like three times a day, sorry, three times a day, three times a week, maybe with like, you know, 20 or 30 minutes a day for those three days and then building up from there. Um, But you don't need to go so hard. Like your body, your body likes breaks and rest, okay? All right, and my 10th mistake that I'm gonna end on, my last one, is thinking that I know better and that society and diet culture knows better than my body. Your body tells you what it needs. If it needs rest, if it needs movement, if it needs more food, you know, if I just, you know, rely off of my calorie counter or rely off my workout plan that says, nope, I work out Monday through through Saturday and I can only rest on a Sunday and my body is exhausted on a Wednesday, who am I and who is society to say like, oh no, like you can only take, you know, your rest day on Sunday or, you know, can't miss a Monday. Okay, well, what if my body's exhausted? What if I need that rest day on a Monday? What if I needed Sunday and Monday? You know, I can't think that I know better than my body because your body is was made to tell you what's up, to tell you if something is off, tell you if something feels good, tells you if you need more rest, tell you tell you if you need more food. For me to be like, well, I already ate my 2200 calories today. Um, yes, I can't you know, eat anymore, even though my stomach is grumbling and I feel groggy and I'm just hungry. Like, no, you guys, your body is meant to tell you what it needs and what it wants and what it craves. So, you know, learning to just really be in tune with your body is so important. So important. So those are my 10 biggest mistakes that I made. I really hope that, you know, a couple of them maybe um, kind of resonated with you so you can, you know, learn from my mistakes as well. And remember, like, this is why I did create Diet Ditchers Academy because I go, like, all these mistakes that I made, I basically address in Diet Ditchers Academy so we can build healthier habits um, off of where we are now. Like, this isn't, like, a, a blueprint for, like, a one-size-fits-all. Like, this is, you are, in Diet Ditchers Academy, you are learning what is best for your body, you're making goals based on, you know, your needs, your availability, what you can do, where you are now. And, you know, with with DDA, the point is to find that food freedom, to prioritize your physical health, your mental health, your spiritual health, and to be your healthiest self. And your healthiest self looks so different for everyone, you guys, it's so different. That's why fitness and nutrition is not a one size fits all. So if you guys are interested interested in signing up for Diet Ditchers Academy, remember it's a six-week e-course. You do it on your own time. You know, I have everything laid out, lesson plan for you every week so you can focus on, you know, different areas to really build a healthy lifestyle. 
and not just another fad diet. And that's why I call it Diet Ditchers Academy because you're ditching diets forever. This is so you can have a healthy lifestyle, build healthy habits that are going to stick and that you don't have to keep starting over again on Monday. So you can go to thisismirandalee.com slash DDA and you can learn more about it there and sign up. And yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, If you guys do like my podcast, please, please, please leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. I would appreciate it so much so, you know, more people can find this podcast. Um, And, you know, maybe it will be something they need and something will resonate with them as well. So thank you guys again for joining me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will catch you in the next one.